This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about barbecue sauce. And I'm, I'm excited for this one. I love barbecue sauce. I always have. I am completely neutral on barbecue sauce. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I do have to say, though, when we were thinking about how we were going to taste them today, you suggested just tasting them on French fries. Like yeah. Frozen, you know. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll bake. We'll cook the french fries i anyway but i'm pretty excited about this i would have never thought of that like i would have never thought to dip fries in barbecue sauce oh i've been doing it all my life really yeah because as you know should we go down memory lane yeah okay let's new segment we'll call it memory lane it's like when we go when we rustle back through the rucksack of our minds Mm, okay when i was a kid i hated ketchup still do Mm-hmm. Hated mustard, mm-hmm. still do. Mm-hmm. Hated mayo, yep. still do. Go on. But if you could like sneakily present me with a sauce that was kind of like one of these things, but convince me that it was a different product, I'd be like, okay. And barbecue sauce, it's the, the Kansas City style barbecue sauce that is dominant in uh, in U.S. fast food is a lot like ketchup. I just never think of it. I never think to put it on things. Like, I always think of it as something that comes, like, already baked onto something. Yeah, and that's definitely one way to do it. That said, I do remember as a child, like, going through the McDonald's drive through and when you would yes. order your six-piece chicken nuggets, you would have a choice of honey, barbecue sauce. Yep, sweet and sour. Oh, sweet and sour? Yeah. Oh, God, I always got honey. Oh, and I always never got barbecue. Never got barbecue sauce. I also think of barbecue sauce when I think of... Arby's. When you think of Barbies. Arby's. Oh, Arby's. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I legitimately oh, thought you said my, Barbies. No, Arby's. Yeah, I would yeah, I would take a bar a Barbie, like a like a uh, you know, Malibu Barbie. Well yeah, I always think of her out on the patio of her dream house yes. with her grill. And and just slathered head to toe with a rich like finger licking barbecue sauce. Well, and it was a re- it was a real part of her routine with Ken. Like they were kinky <laughs> in a super super suburban way. Suburban way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
it's all true. All right, but yeah. So Arby's, you would when you would drive through Arby's and you would get yes. a roast beef sandwich. Was it Arby's sauce? Like horsey, horsey sauce? sauce? What yeah. was horsey sauce? I think it's a horseradish sauce. But it wasn't nah. horse. No, I didn't. No. no. I, I don't know. Anyway, I think of barbecue sauce at Arby's. Like you would get your sandwich with like a little extra packet of barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, that sounds right. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I've been I've been enjoying barbecue sauce since I was a kid. I know we should we should like disclaim that I know like barbecue sauce is one of those things that people have very strong opinions on and like we are merely students of the craft. It's hard for me to think about talking about barbecue sauce without thinking of like uh, old Calvin Trillin essays about exactly. like Kansas City barbecue versus Memphis barbecue, right? Vinegar like, is it a, versus you're do a dry whatever. rub or a mop? Yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, and I I feel completely okay. So wait a minute. Yeah. Last night we were watching the new like Martin Scorsese movie, The Irishman. Right. And I was saying to Ash that I always feel completely bewildered by movies about the mafia because I cannot understand the structure and like the, oh. the sort of like honor system of it. When you say the structure, like, you mean like the org chart of the, the mafia? The org chart like, like of the mafia, who's, yeah. Who's higher up, like a, a Don or a conciliary? No, not even that, but just like, you know, like, uh, so, so there's this crime family in Philadelphia, but then there's also all this talk about Jimmy Hoffa in Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. And I just can't follow. Like, Jimmy yeah. Hoffa was like a labor organizer, but also a, like a mobster. And like, I can't. I can't understand all the relationships well, I mean, between these like people. Well, it's like how barbecue sauce is a dipping sauce, but also a basting sauce. Yeah. Jimmy so Hoffa was both. Basically, I feel about the whole topic of barbecue sauce, the way I feel about like movies about mafia. Like, I'm super interested in it, like to consume it. Mm-hmm. Want to join, for sure. But really fully understand how it works or who does what to who. I mean. Or who puts what in who. Whoa. Or <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds oh, like that's, our first uh, yeah, check, check the fries. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to think of what mafia movies I've seen. The only one I can think of the is. What about The Godfather? I haven't seen it. <gasps> the Godfather 1 is incredible. Yeah, you, Skip don't, Godfather you don't have two to and three. Like, convince me or anyone that oh, The Godfather God. is a good movie. No, but I mean, <laughs> News it's. Flash. No, but it's so much better than I thought it was going <laughs> to okay. be. Okay. The, I think the only Mafia movie I've seen is The Freshman, starring Matthew Broderick and uh, Marlon Brando. I haven't seen that one. I don't think it's a good movie. Um, I also haven't seen other things that, like, I'm not sure if they're Mafia movies. Oh, yeah. Like, like is Reservoir Dogs a Mafia movie? I don't know. Like, there's this, you know, there's this, like, whole series of, like, older white, this whole group of older white male actors. Like, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel. Yes. De Niro, Pacino, all these guys. And when they show up in movies, they all kind of blend together into one, like, sort of distinguished elder statesman of, of mafia actor. Yeah, I totally I know what you mean. I can't keep them separate, and I, I sometimes don't even know what the movies are about, but I just assume that they're mafia movies. So I think probably there's like an entrance exam, like because you you mentioned that you do want to join the mafia. No, no, I want to know more about it. I want to I want to be a part of it in the sense of like consuming the culture of it. No, but let the record show pretty... that Molly wants to be a part of the mafia. <laughs> that Molly glorifies violence. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, it's it's not like violence isn't the point. It's just like you Power. have to uphold honor. Yes. Like sometimes you just have to do what you got to do. Yeah. I've always said. 
Yeah. I think, that's, that's what you taught Iris growing up. Sometimes you yes. just kid. You just got to do what you got to do. You got to uphold the honor of the family. You know, we were talking you gotta recently. You got to pop a cap in that guy. Exactly. You've got right? to pop a cap, that classic mafia expression. <laughs> um, one of my favorite, and I and like no no specific example comes to mind, so we'll use pop a cap. Uh, we were talking about dad jokes on the show sometime recently, and I was trying to think of like, what are my go-to dad jokes? And like the only one I could think of was, uh, was like uh, saying, Talk about talking about doing something with extreme prejudice. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite go-to dad joke is to like say say to Iris in a like a fake serious voice, like, if uh if I can only impress upon you one piece of advice as a parent, and then like give the worst possible advice, like sometimes <laughs> you gotta pop a cap in someone. <laughs> All right, now go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I find this endlessly funny. What are other what are other pieces that's, of advice you pressed I'm upon to your child? Like, I, I think like one recently was like um, if if all of your friends are doing something stupid, it's really important that you do it also. <laughs> that's great advice. <laughs> that's such good advice. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, or like I think I think recently like like d- don't do drugs, but if you but if you do, be sure and do only the coolest party drugs. <laughs> Don't worry, the bowl I just knocked over doesn't have any barbecue sauce in it yet, and the fries weren't quite ready yet. Okay, cool. Anyway, okay, so so yeah, all right. So um, what were we going to say? People have a lot of opinions about this. It's very complicated. It's just like the mafia. Right. It's it's exactly like the mafia, and what we're going to be talking about primarily today, we'll talk about a couple of other styles of barbecue sauce, but really what we mean is like like the kind of barbecue sauce you would get in a bottle at an American supermarket, which is kind of like is based on a Kansas City style barbecue sauce that's tomato based with lots of lots of sugar okay and vinegar usually great uh the other thing i was going to say on my memory lane is and i was telling iris about this this morning while dispensing some of my classic uh, fatherly advice um for some reason when i was in seventh grade my t- english teacher liked to leave school around lunchtime and drive over to Burger King and get himself some Burger King for lunch and then like some ki- some of us kids found out about this and agreed to like convinced him to like put in our orders for Burger King stuff too like we would like oh slip God. him f- like $4 or something and the th- at the time Burger King had introduced this monstrosity of a burger called the Bullseye Barbecue Burger which was like a long bun with two patties side by side and barbecue sauce and I think bacon and an onion and like two onion rings. Did Sometimes you love it? I loved it. I would still I would still eat that for sure. And but I would eat it like in English class. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you you had a childhood of dreams. Yeah, it was it was I mean, I it was a fancy private school, and I guess that's the kind of thing that happens in a fancy private it school. Is. It's exactly the kind of thing that happens in a fancy private school. Okay. Should we talk about what is barbecue sauce? Yeah, please, because uh, really, I'm clueless. Talk to me. Okay. So uh, I did a little uh, wiki research. I learned that most American barbecue sauces can trace their roots to a sauce common in the eastern regions of North Carolina and South Carolina. The simplest and earliest, it was popularized by enslaved people from Africa who had also advanced the development of American barbecue and was originally made with vinegar, ground black pepper, and hot chili pepper flakes. It was used as a mopping sauce to baste the meat while it's cooking and as a dipping sauce when served. Thin and sharp, it penetrates the meat and cuts the fats in the mouth. There is little or no sugar in the sauce, which in turn has a noticeably tartar flavor than most other barbecue sauces. 
So that's that's like mm. the original form of barbecue sauce, which is not what we're talking about today. Is there an analog to the, or is there like a precursor to this in some poor in some part of Africa? Um. Well, I mean, I, that would that would be like beyond my level of historical knowledge. Okay, I'm. Sh- I mean, I'm sure that there must be like you know with these like spices and the idea. It, yeah, right. I, I mean, mean, there wouldn't there wouldn't be like pre-Columbian exchange because because this this sauce has uh, chili peppers in it. Ah, uh, okay. Which which is a new world crop. Okay. Okay. Um, but some, you know, like. Going going back far enough, it's just the idea of like season, seasoning things seasoning with pepper, meat. pepper and vinegar. Okay, um, and then like gradually, it it took on. I mean, like you know, it took on tomato like the same way tomato weasels itself into everything. Kind of, I yeah, think. yeah, tomato that old weasel. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, will you tell me what what brand of fries you've chosen and why you chose these? Oh yeah, I, these I, are, I never bought frozen fries. These are Safeway Signature Select. Ooh, and. Uh, Man, like I don't know what is going on with the store branding at Safeway these days because they keep adding adjectives. Signature like, select. It, was, it used to be Safeway Select, I think, and then they made it Safeway Signature Select. But then there's like Safeway Signature Select Reserve for some products. Oh my god, I think that's it's, exhausting. It's nuts. Like they are like they're having too much fun in the boardroom. I think is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I've had they need some, some fun actual in the boardroom, work to do. If you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay, all right. So Matthew, do you usually use barbecue sauce as a dipping sauce for fries? Since you I don't usually like ketchup? do. Yes, I love so it. So do you always keep barbecue sauce? Around? Yes, in the fridge. Okay, so wait, let's talk about this. Did you know once a uh, well-known food writer described that my fridge as looking like uh, an Asian, the inside looking like an Asian grocery? (laughs) That was me. All right. So, Matthew, hold on. Now, do you, is there one, will you tell us about the sauces you bought for today? And is one of them something you usually keep around? Okay, so Molly was kind enough to send me links to a couple of barbecue sauce tastings at, uh, one was I, I at used Google. thekitchen.com, and one was America's Test Kitchen. Also, I pulled up the Serious Eats one. And uh, what they did, which is what we did, and we will talk a little about homemade barbecue sauce, but we're tasting some commercial barbecue sauces. They, they did some ta- tastings of, well, of, of easy-to-find national brands mm-hmm. to say what's, what's good and what's not. And they all seem to agree that Trader Joe's, Sweet Baby Ray's, and Bullseye came in at or near the top. And so uh, these are the, those are the ones I bought. Okay, I'm gonna do Trader Joe's first. Oh. Not Stubbs. I always think of Stubbs. Maybe it just has a Stubbs good label. Stubbs did not show very well in these really? tastings. I think first of all, it's got a great label. You're right. Um, I think Stubbs is maybe like going for kind of a different style that didn't fit in in it, with the others in the ta- in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So when I taste the Trader Joe's, the mm. first thing I notice is some smoky flavor. Yeah, That's which the I'm sure is coming from liquid smoke. Then, okay, the Sweet Baby Ray's, the first thing I notice is it's really bright. It's mm. really, like, quite tangy, which I like, but in a balanced way. I haven't had the bullseye. Mm. Oh, so the funny thing I noticed on the bullseye is that on the label it says uh, 30 years of barbecue experience, which, first of all, does not seem like a very long amount of time to brag about with your barbecue. the history of the barbecue world. And secondly, that means they were getting their start like around the time I was eating the bullseye barbecue burger in class. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. The bullseye? So it starts out the most smoky of all of them. And then it kind of settles to a flatness. It's a little less sweet, maybe. Mm. Um, I love it. It goes flat on me. Hold on. I'm going to cycle through them again. Yep. I haven't even gotten to Sweet Baby Ray's yet. Oh, okay. 
the Trader Joe's one definitely sort of coats the fry most thickly. Yeah, I'm guessing that's tomato paste. Wow, I made more fries than necessary by a large margin. Hmm. Sweet Baby Raisins is the most ketchupy. It is. So I like mm. all of these. I like Sweet Baby Rays the best. Interesting. Do you like the the? I think I like the bullseye the best, but it's the one I grew up on. So oh, like, you know, really? I've I, never I think even that's, heard of this until now. I think that's how how you know bottled bottled sauces of all kinds work. Like Which if you if you like grew up on meat. Heinz ketchup, you're not going to enjoy Hunt's ketchup as much, right? You know, I think somebody who really likes barbecue sauce is going to like that bullseye the best. Actually, mm-hmm. it tastes like. Uh, I do like the Trader Joe's. I like it them. It tastes all. like barbecued meat. Mm-hmm. Whereas. The sweet baby rays tastes like barbecue sauce. So you, so you're not you're not regularly applying barbecue sauce to absolutely to not. any any meals, friends or lovers. No. So Ash recently bought some barbecue sauce. They bought like a three sixty five brand mm-hmm. or something that their sister recommended. Um, and sometimes they will do like. Mm. That was a good kind of burnt fry. Kind of just bake chicken with barbecue mm-hmm. sauce on it. Um, oh sure. I could take it or leave it, honestly. That's not really my thing. I will put so so I love dipping fries in barbecue sauce. I love dipping onion rings in barbecue sauce. I will put it on a burger. Like when we've gone to Wendy's together, mm-hmm. which which I love to do. And like anytime you're thinking about going to Wendy's, give me a call. I'll okay. be there. And that goes for you, the listener, also. I will get the I'll get the four for four, which is the the craziest deal in in all of fast food dumb, I think. Tell the, me uh, more. The four for four, it's four dollars for like a small burger, four chicken nuggets, a, a drink or frosty, and fries. Nope, no, this does not sound like me. I it don't want the chicken. It shouldn't be nuggets. legal, but it's great. Anyway, I always get the barbecue sauce, and then I, I use some for dipping my fries and nuggets, and put some on my burger, which I've asked for with no ketchup. Mm, no, I when I go to Wendy's, I get a cheeseburger. Yeah, and then I get like a small fries, small frosty. Mm-hmm. I don't want the nugget. Yeah. See, wife of the show, Lori, recently went to Wendy's and got the four for four and was thinking like the nugget seems superfluous, but then reported that she turned out she was really happy that she had the nugget. Really? Yeah. I feel like a Wendy's burger feels more substantial to me somehow than the McDonald's quarter pounder. I think it is, but not the one you get with the four for four. It's a little teeny burger. Oh. So. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge. <laughs> uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Like, what else do I do with it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm, what about at home? I mean, I'll put it on a burger at, that I make at home. You mentioned you've made a homemade barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. which honestly, until you texted that to me, I, it had never occurred to me. I did this recently, and it felt like alchemy. Really? It felt like it was more exciting than when I joined the mafia. Mm, that's which was, really that, one, that was a big day. I was kicked out by the end of the day. I, it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it works. When you mess up in the mafia, they, they kick you out and they say, don't come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should see more mafia movies. So I made a recipe that we'll link to. Uh, you know, of course, it is from friend of the show, Kenji Lopez-Alt. Mm-hmm. It is an oven, oven braised, uh, oven cooked pulled pork. You make a simple homemade barbecue sauce, like in this kind of Kansas City style, and you you braise the pork in like half of it so that it's sticking out and, and some of it gets kind of crusty. The pork does. I'm sorry. Could you start over? I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, sure. Right. So um, so after I had to whack the, the Don. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I got I got a promotion. Mm-hmm. I, I became I became the new Don. Mm hmm. In, in and I was I was like the Don, overlord Don Mateo. I was Don Mateo, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like so. The, then I I the power went to my head. Like it it happened. What about I, the barbecue sauce? I swore I wasn't going to be one of these people who like lets becoming a Don like take over their life. I wanted to have some like Don life balance, and I just <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Like <laughs> I was like I'm going to whack one guy. I'm gonna become the Don. I'm gonna I'm gonna like do good Don stuff for a while, and then and then uh, you know like sock stuff away into my into my 401m, which is the mafia's retirement plan. <laughs> and uh, wow, <laughs> all right, it's not, we're we're not gonna say anything better than that, right? Talk about the. What, Stupid. What was? Oh, I, I made Alchemy. homemade homemade Alchemy. barbecue. Alchemy. Right. Okay, so the recipe is from friend of the show Kenji Lopez Alt. We'll link to it on Serious Eats. It is an oven cooked pulled pork shoulder. Great. Uh, and you make a homemade barbecue sauce. I'll get into the details in a minute. And you and you fill. You put like half of the sauce into the pot with the pork so that. It is. It's like a shallow braise, mm-hmm. and you cook it. Do it partly uncovered so that you've you've spice rubbed the pork and the part that is emerging from the sauce gets kind of crusty, mm. like a like a nice you know smoked pork shoulder, like an iceberg, like an iceberg. Yes, like how an iceberg gets crusty. <laughs> yeah, under the under the the heating element. I feel the... like braised iceberg is some <laughs> bullshit that like they, they make it like a linea. <laughs> Right. Yes, probably. Okay. Um, and the Grant the, Ackett's is totally, totally listening to our show right now. And is totally in the mafia. Um, the reason I say it was like alchemy is because when I eat barbecue sauce like this, I have to kind of like set aside in my mind that it's really a lot like ketchup. I have to block that out yeah, because I hate this is ketchup. A lot like ketchup, man. And I know intellectually that this is a lot like ketchup, but like I don't want to think about that. But when I made this homemade barbecue sauce, it starts out, the recipe starts out with a cup of ketchup. And so, like, I, I was like, I didn't even like, I didn't even enjoy squeezing the ketchup bottle. I was like, this, this just isn't me. Like, like how, like, I changed when I became the Don. At um, what point in the cooking process were you able to let go of your, your repulsion for So, it? let me Re- tell you. Revo- so, rev- so revulsion. It, yes. It wasn't just the, the ketchup. You also put in a ton of molasses. 
Mm. And then like half a cup of apple cider vinegar. Mm. And like, I, I mean, I know these, these are all good ingredients, but like at no point during that day, I feel like, oh, and like these things all together are going to make a delicious sauce. Mm. I mean, like, I feel like this is going to be some like sweet and sour ketchupy bullshit. You know, but you also put in a lot of spices. Yeah. I was going to say, this reminds me of this recipe that Melissa Clark published years and years ago, probably a decade ago now, that was like fake baked beans. Mm-hmm. You take a can of pinto beans with all the, you know, the viscous liquid, mm-hmm. and you add to it like ketchup, mustard, vinegar, etc., and you just cook it on the stovetop, and it's like cheaters baked beans. Right. It is like that. But it's interesting. I, it hadn't occurred to me that like, I mean, of course, baked beans are like sweet, sour, barbecue sauce, sweet, sour. Oh, yeah. There's it hadn't a lot occurred of to me that there, there. would be some crust crossover Very in the ingredients. Much so. so also like some Worcestershire sauce goes into this. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, some brown sugar and uh, exactly. various spices. Yeah, very similar to, to what goes into baked beans. Some mustard, which I also don't like. Mm-hmm. Then you bake this for like four hours. And then when it comes out of the oven, it's this beautiful dark brown sauce that is like both very sweet and very sour, like but beautifully balanced. It's a little bit spicy. It was great. Wow. Okay. Can we link to that? Iris, teenager of the show, Iris, who is also uh, kind of condiment phobic, loved it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll link to that. I I highly recommend this recipe. My family would love it. Yeah, I think so. If they like a pile of meat. So, Matthew, I've been sitting here while you've been talking and I've been, you know, shoving fries with barbecue sauce in my face. Mm -hmm. Here are my feelings. After eating a lot of these, well, number one, I I should also issue the caveat that I am getting over a really bad cold Mm -hmm. and I'm still quite congested. So my taste buds are probably not, you know, peak sensitivity. Oh. However, I think the Trader Joe's of these three is my least favorite. It's kind of the least distinctive. Mm -hmm. I would say the bullseye feels like almost over the top to me in like it's, I am a barbecue sauce. (laughs) Like I am like, I am like the inside, I'm like the, the smell of the inside of a smoker. Yes. Okay. Whereas the Sweet Baby Ray's is the least smoky of the three and I think kind of like the like the lightest of the three. I think the Sweet Baby Ray's is the one that would feel most at home in a packet at a fast food place. Exactly. I agree with that. Do you feel at home in a packet? I've always found them quite cozy. I love to just, you know, like slip Slip up. I was trying to figure out what body part I could fit in a packet. Maybe my yeah. pinky. Love mm-hmm. slipping a pinky in a packet. Maybe what I want is like a sleeping bag that is like a, uh, a like a novelty sleeping bag that's designed to look like a packet. Oh my god, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, well, my birthday is coming up in like eight months. So <laughs> okay, great. I'll I'll put that on your mm-hmm. birthday list. So anyway, um, Matthew, this has been really interesting. What? So do, are you going to continue to buy Bullseye? Is it I'm going to continue to buy Bullseye, and of course, you know there are 49 other brands of barbecue sauce that we didn't taste. But like I said, because I grew up with Bullseye, and this just like tastes like what you know, commercial barbecue sauce is to me. Like, there's no chance that any of those I'm going to taste and say, oh, I'm going to replace Bullseye with this one. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have something like that. I think everyone does. Um, is there like like a cracker that you buy that's your favorite cracker and like, you know, you have no problem with a wheat thin, but, but you know, a wheat thin is never going to replace the cracker that you buy? No. Okay. I don't feel that way about crackers. Is it when you joined the mafia? Did you ever like look kind of oh longingly God, at the hold yakuza? On, hold on. Wait, can I yakuza? The yakuza. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you? Speaking of cracker, this is like so. 
Josh and I, before we got married, mm-hmm. we, we oh, got congratulations, married. by Thank the way, you. I forgot to say that. We got married at the end of November. We, we were trying to think of like non-gendered terms for a spouse. I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, like husband or wife, because Ash is non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. And so we were trying to think of, you know, I was like, well, I could just call you my spouse, which is ultimately now what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of kinda like... sterile. It's kind of sterile. It's like not that fun. So Ash put out a call on on Instagram for like terms. Yeah, this is a real good question. I'm excited. And I have to say the ones we got were, if I may just say, so dumb. Okay. Twin flame. Oh, I, I Co- don't understand. Co-conspirator. I, 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 I think that it's very... So here's what's tricky is it's very hard to capture without without gender. It's very hard to capture that this person is your partner and that you're married. Mm. There are so many different terms that I've never heard con- twin flame before, but it's one of my least favorite things I've ever heard. Right? Another one was be true. B-E capital T-R-U. Be true. That is for sure a brand of hard seltzer. <laughs> It kills me. Anyway, and then we got, you know, all the ones you would think of, mm-hmm. like beloved, boo, uh-huh. babe, etc., darling. Uh, but I'm not going to walk into like a cocktail party and be like, I would like to introduce you to my twin flame, Ash. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know. That one's like so over the top stupid. That it just makes me. <laughs> that maybe you should. So anyway, I, I, we, we've gone with spouse for now. But June was listening to us have this conversation and she is still at the age where she like she doesn't like when she names a stuffed animal, she doesn't yet like use human names for it. She still uses names like Pinky and Fluffy. Is there an age at which you start giving stuffed animals human names like this (laughs) this is my teddy bear like Lawrence? (laughs) I guess it's that you age out of toys. Yeah, yeah. And then you start naming dogs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But anyway. It so, is funny when a dog has like a superhuman name, right? Not superhuman, but like Alice. I have a dog oh, named yeah, Alice. Okay. That is funny. Right? Anyway, but so June was like, oh, I know. Cupcake. And so, you know, we had a little chuckle over that that I should call Kinda Ash great. my cupcake. But then she goes, No, 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 no. I have a better one. Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> I totally forgot the story started with Cracker. Right? So anyway, then Ash and I really got on we really got into hysterics about it like using it in a sentence mm-hmm. like talking about June's um, June's cello teacher um his name is Kevin. He's married to a man named Michael. Okay. And so we were trying out using cracker in a sentence. Like, I'd like to introduce you to Kevin's cracker, Michael. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe not. problematic in a lot of ways. It's going to be so problematic. And we're but, definitely... But you're, now you're wedded to it. No, we're definitely not going to use it outside of, like, the joke that we made about it. I do like cupcake. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's more of a pet name than like a like a spousal designation. I just love that June's first idea was like food names. Yeah. Oh, she also threw out pizza. But Cracker was really the one that stuck for obvious pizza's, reasons. Pizza's pretty fun. <laughs> this is my pizza, Ash. <laughs> I'd like you to meet my pizza. Yeah. Mm, anyway. Some, something about toppings. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So uh, June's got some time until she learns more about like the racially charged nature of crackers. Sure. But um, in the meantime, no, I don't have a favorite cracker that I other than Ash. Right. Um, but I still think you have some like uh, okay. brand that you're stoned loyal to. wheat stoned wheat. Yes. Pens. I don't ever buy them, but they taste like my childhood. But what is there some brand of condiment that you keep on hand? I always keep Hellman's mayonnaise. Yeah. 
which actually is called Best Foods here, but I grew up with it being Hellman's. Um, so from from our mafia family to yours, happy holidays, Omerta. Is that that's a mafia thing, right? What is that? It's like, like the code on- of silence. Oh, I think. Why do I know we that? We should keep I, a code of silence around this episode. We should keep a code of silence just like at all times on the show. You can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. You can find us on Instagram at SpilledMilkPodcast. Mm-hmm. Please rate and review the show. We love that. Mm. And guys, Happy New Year. Oh, um, is it? We're not going to see you again until 2020. Oh, wow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is airing the day after Christmas. So happy holidays. Happy New Year. And um, we've got some really special stuff coming up in 2020. Yeah. I mean, like we we have that uh, live show that there may or may not still be tickets left for. Mm-hmm. But if there are, they would be at bit.ly slash milk 10 That's a uh, live show in Seattle in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see you there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my and- mom and my mom and three of her um, lady friends are coming. Oh, that's great. I want to can like it's not easy to make your mom blush, though. Like <sighs> now but, that I know your mom's in the audience, I want to like say something. But say, my like, mom, the I mean, stuff. like yesterday she came over and she was like, I bought tickets for your live show and I'm bringing the ladies. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I had that like age old child feeling relating to a parent. Of oh, being yeah. Like, my parents are mom, coming to the please. show. Please don't. Oh, but my God. parents came to the show when I did my my other podcast, Look Inside This Book Club, that I do with friend of the show, Becky Selingut, that is a very dirty show. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to have to pretend my mom's not in the audience and just do the thing we do. Well, I've got to pretend my mom, her friend Tony, her other friend Tony, and her friend Jenna, and maybe her friend Claudia are not in the audience. Wait, there are three Tonys? Yep, my mom is Tony, Tony- and she has two good friends in Seattle named Tony. This is never, your mom is part of Tony, 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 and this has never come up on the show before? I can't believe I haven't mentioned it. I, I was referring to my mom and the this. Tonys. I, maybe you said that and I thought she had like won a Tony. I don't know. No, my mom and the Tonys. So no, my mom, of course so my mom anyway, hasn't won a Tony. Her show was terrible. Everybody, come to the live show. You can meet my mom, the Tonys, Claudia, Jenna, maybe anybody else my mom brings who she considers part of her ladies. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Linda Pascal going to come all the way from no, Naples, Florida? No, no. She's I, out there enjoying the Paradise Coast. That's true. I, I wouldn't leave the Paradise Coast to come to our show. Absolutely Under not. any circumstances. No. All right. Um, oh, our producer, as always, is the absolutely tireless, long-suffering <laughs> Abby Circatella. As you were saying that, I could visualize Abby sitting there with the headphones on being like, oh God, wrap this up, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. I mean, be- between us, we-, we have at least 30 minutes of barbecue experience. Yeah. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Okay, hold on. I have some phlegm and I need to deal with it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.